One of the blessings of this year amidst the challenges is that we as a church have had a lot of pregnancies. There was one that was recently born, in fact, he along with his parents were at the early service, and there's another one that should be born here any day, and several more in the new year. And I get excited for these families. At the same time, I'm glad it's them and not us. We are safely past the baby stage in our home, and we're grateful for that. But as a pastor, I can commend those in my church to have children and have many more and encourage them to do so, saying, I think it's good for you to have more children. <laughs> I love births. I love children. The more, the better. And by God's grace, we as a church have a bunch of them and more on the way. And with births, there's joy and excitement as well as apprehension. And that is to be expected. I was texting with one of the expecting fathers this week, and they're expecting their first, and you could tell that there was nervous anticipation. Well, every Christmas we get to celebrate birth, don't we? A particular birth, the greatest birth that has ever been or ever will be. And we should feel with that birth of Christ like we do with any birth. We should have that excitement. We should have that anticipation. At the same time, there should be a little bit of apprehension, perhaps even a little bit of nervousness. Because this is one that is like us, one that is flesh and bones, and at the very same time, one that is very different from us. God of God, light of light. And so what are we to make of this? Should we come or should we hold back? Should we be excited or should we have that apprehension and nervousness? What should we think? What should we do? Well, thankfully, we do not need to wonder because Christ has revealed himself to us. The very reason and purpose for his coming. This Advent season, if you have been with us, we have been looking at what we have been calling the crisis of Christmas. That Christ did not come into a perfect world with no problems. No, he came into a fallen world. He came as one that was under the curse, but he came to break that curse, to set us free, to have his blessings flow as far as the curse is found. And we have been looking at all of these particular curses, and we heard of them in Genesis chapter 3, read for us earlier. And through it, we see the purpose for his coming. And so for a very brief time this Christmas Eve, I want to meditate on this reality. And it comes to us from Matthew chapter 1, which has not been read thus far, and so I will read it here. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. This was the announcement that the angel brought to Joseph, telling him two things. First, do not be afraid. Take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. 
And the second was to name this son Jesus. We understand the reason for the first, but perhaps we might ask, why the second? Why was an angel of God needed to declare to Joseph the name of this child? Well, the naming of children is important. Next to the birth itself, it's the most important act that we as parents get to do. And parents, as you know, we strive long and hard to come up with the perfect name, the one that sounds good or the one that has familial significance to us. And so there is a reason behind every name that we name our our children. But in reality, there is something very deeply biblical and theological about this act of naming. We remember when Adam named all of the animals, he was doing more than just a task given to him by God. No, this naming demonstrated that he had dominion and authority over all of creation and especially over all of the animals. The same is true of our children. Not that they are particularly animals, but our naming them demonstrates that we have been given authority over them, that we have been given the right to parent them. And so as your children and your grandchildren grow, they have come to know this name that was given to them at birth. Whatever that child is, that is their name. That is the name that they are known by, not only by themselves, not only by God, or not only by others, but by God himself. In fact, we read in the book of Revelation that the names are written in heaven. And hopefully our names are written in the book of life, which indicates that God knows us in such a familiar way. He knows us by name. And that is the name that we will be known by for all of eternity. And so naming is very significant. And there is no greater significance than the naming of Jesus. It's not because he just needed a name and they came up with a name. It's not just the name that his parents liked or because it was a family name or because it went well with the last name of Christ. Just kidding. Checking to see if you're awake out there. No, this naming was the naming of the incarnate Son of God. That this was a special revelation given to the people of God. New revelation. Revelation that had been concealed before this point. If you think about it, all of those in the Old Testament, Abraham and Moses, had this hope and confidence in this Messiah. And yet, they did not know his particular name. They could not pray in the name of Jesus. They could not sing the name of Jesus. They could not call upon his name because they did not know it. It was not given to them, but it has been given to us. It has been given at Christmas. The name for all eternity that the God-man will be known by that name above all names. Christmas is the revelation of this most sacred and blessed name. Therefore, what a blessing it is to be able to call his name Jesus. 
What a gift to be able to sing of it as we have this night. May we always treasure it. May it be upon our hearts and upon our minds. He shall be named Jesus. And notice it was the name given to him by God. Not by Mary, not by Joseph, but by God. Why? Because, well, one reason is that he was the son of God and therefore God the Father named him. But the greater and more significant reason is because of the meaning of that name. He shall be called Jesus, the angel says, because he will save his people from their sins. Literally, Jesus means the Lord saves. Yahweh saves. His name signifies his mission. With his name comes his purpose. He was called to be the savior of the world, which is no small undertaking. We need a name essentially because we need a name, but not Jesus. He needed this name because it would reveal the very reason for why he came. It's because he would save his people from their sins. He shall be known as the Savior. And the question I want us to meditate this Christmas Eve is the Savior of what? What is he saving from? Well, that's where we get into the heart of Christmas, don't we? That's the part that may be hidden and unrevealed. That may be the part that is kept covered by the glitz and glamour of this time of year with the lights and the tinsel and the bows and the ribbons. It's the truth that many of us may not want to ultimately know. It may be the truth that we don't truly want to unwrap, but it is the truth that gets to the heart of Christmas. It is, in fact, the true meaning of Christmas. Christ came to save who? Christ came to save us. Christ came to save you and me. Why? Because we're in need of saving. We're in need of salvation. We're in need of rescue. We could not do it ourselves. And I know that cuts against the grain of our independent spirit, our do-it-yourself attitude, our pull-yourself-up-by-your-bootstraps mentality. I did it my way approach. But the reality is this day, we cannot save ourselves. Eve thought that she could. After she and Adam fell in the garden and they were placed outside of the garden, she thought that this firstborn son that she had was going to be the one that was going to save. And that's why she gave Cain the name Cain, because literally it means gotten. In other words, I gotten a man, thinking that surely this man would be the promised man, the one that would come to crush sin and the serpent. But we know the rest of the story, don't we? That Cain was anything but. He was another sinner. A murderer, in fact. Killing his very own brother. And from Adam and Eve have 
come a long line of sinners, including you and me. We are sinners. We are in the penalty of sin, which is death, and we deserve destruction forevermore. We cannot save ourselves. Mankind cannot save itself. Wealth and privilege and prestige and power all fall short. They cannot be the ultimate solution. We need another. One that comes from above. One that comes from on high. One that is conceived in a different manner than you and me. Why? Because flesh gives birth to flesh. Meaning flesh gives birth to more problems, more sin. But the Spirit gives birth to spirits. And the Holy Spirit gave to the Virgin Mary this incredible gift. This one who would be the Savior of the world. And that is what we need this Christmas. This is what you need and I need and what the world needs. We don't need more electronics. We don't need more Christmas sweaters. Surely we do not need any more Christmas ties or socks. What we need is rescue. What we need is salvation. What we need is a Savior. And His name is Christ the Lord. His name is Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. He is the one that will rescue us from the fallen curse of this world. He is the one that will save us from this body of death, from dust to dust, we read. That is what we need to be saved from. And if we understood this need, our desperate need, then we would understand that there is nothing greater than what we can receive this night in the Lord Jesus Christ. You might say, I didn't come this evening to hear about sin, especially my sin. I came to hear about a baby in a manger. But don't you see, this is why there is a baby in the manger. Because you need a Savior, and I need a Savior, and He has come. And God has opened the way to heaven. He has made the stairway to heaven itself. But that stairway is not so that we can climb up to God, but rather because God came down to us in the form of a child. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. And therefore, we, those that have been rescued, those that have been saved, should have great Joy. That's what the angels said to the shepherd, keeping their flocks by night. I bring you glad tidings of great joy that will be for all the people. Did you hear that? That is glad tidings of great joy. It is good news. It is the wonderful proclamation of the gospel. This is the gospel that we have been rescued. And that is the greatest news of all. The one that should bring us great joy do you have that joy this night do you have that happiness i know that joy in particular has been hard to come by this year we might even say it's been in short supply but this is no if you have jesus if you have faith in him then there is no lack of joy 
there is an overabundance of joy because joy is not in our circumstances. Joy is not found in the things of this earth or the things of this world. Joy is not found in the good or even in the ill. No, joy is in Christ and Christ alone. And so what child is this that we come to worship, that we come to praise? Well, he would be one that is shrouded in complete mystery. If he did not make it clear, if he did not tell us who he was and why he came, and yet he did, we need look no further than his very name, the name Jesus. His name signifies who he is and why he came. And so do you know him this day, this night? Yes, you know his name. But is that name signified in your life? Do you know him as the Savior? If you do not, then know him tonight. Do not leave this place until you know the true Christmas joy that is Jesus Christ. And if you do, what a blessing it is to be able to call upon his name. Every time that you bear your soul in prayer, saying, Dear Jesus, from the very first time that you called upon him in saving faith to that very last dying breath, he is that name that we shall sing forth and praise and call upon, not only in this life, but for all eternity. With his name comes the answer. The Lord saves. Jesus saves. That is the purpose of his birth. That is the reason for Christmas, my friends. He has done it. Christ has come. And therefore, let us rejoice in this Christmas child. Because he shall be called Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sin. Amen.